he's Ty. And I'm Tyler. No. <laughs> oh, too soon. Sorry. Take it again. What a piece. But leave that in. I, I was planning on it. <laughs> what up, East High? Hello, podcast listeners. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I am Tyler. There you go. You nailed it that time. Good. Thank you. And like I said, this is where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. Today, we're talking about minute 21 of High School Musical 2. Minute 21 starts out with Zeke calling, working with Chef Michael, the promised land, and ends with Fulton waving his hands while he's walking, saying, chop, chop, chop. Mm, Literally and figuratively chopping going on. Yes. Okay. Good. So yes, this minute continues the the rant of Fulton kind of hitting everyone with his quote unquote cruel managerial style. Yeah. Yeah. I have lots to say about this, but right out the gate, I will say this is a very heavy dialogue minute. Like, it's just him turning to a different person and saying something else. So we'll keep that in check throughout this. I feel like this might be a legendary minute of this movie. Why? We'll have to get there. We'll have to get there. Okay. I feel like this might be a very famous, I don't know. You don't know because you've never seen it, so you don't know the cultural yeah, context of this <laughs> So yes, yeah, so Zeke refers to the kitchen as the promised land. I like that. I wish Zeke was in Ratatouille. You know, Zeke and Remy would be friends. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That's like a what if in the <laughs> crossover. New, what if in the new France pavilion they brought the high school musical characters there? Well, they only bring Zeke. They're they're going on a class trip to France. France. We're, we're doing a quick we're doing a quick crossover segment right now. Yeah. High school musical goes on a class trip to France. And while they're there, they're in Paris and they go to a fancy restaurant. Because Zeke is like, please, if anything, while we're here, we have to go to Gusteau's restaurant. It's legendary. (laughs) He inspired me to bake. And as he's saying that, Remy's casually walking down the street and like whips his head. And he's like, goes, scurries back into the kitchen, changes the books like the reservation book so he cancels someone else and gets zeke in so he can <laughs> that's pay- cute <laughs> so he that's can cute. make for my theory was gonna be that they're there on the night when anton ego is there and they're getting served like on that legendary night that gusto is closed down <laughs> oh boy <laughs> but well, anyway no that it could all be in the same that's not to say it's not i'm just saying remy gets zeke in there <laughs> no yeah i think both both work. Okay. Anyway, we cut away from from Zeke and Chad pulls up. It's very good blocking or, you know, just this the script is so tight that it's like there's no time wasted where like someone stands around and thinks for a second like in real life, like before a new part of the conversation starts, it's like no, Chad's right there asking another question. <laughs> he says, "Your Excellency, sir, Mr. Fulton." <laughs> I think it really and Fulton is so pleased by this like he is positively chuffed if we want to keep up with the British. Oh, I love saying chuffed. But I think this has been worrying Chad for a hot minute. So like, you know how when it's just bubbling and you're like, crap, I finally found my window and he just z- jumps right in. That's exactly what this is. <laughs> He's like, I can't wait anymore. Do I need to serve Sharpay? He asks, is it okay if we draw straws to see who has to serve Sharpay? Wait on. No, wait on wait Sharpay. On. Yeah. Because yeah. Fulton is like, no, you will be serving Miss Evans. <laughs> well, first we get Fulton says, 
none of you will be waiting on Sharpay. <laughs> and Chad goes, oh, yes, snap. I don't think snap is usually like an affirmative. Yes, you, yeah. usually it's like a it's like a darn. Oh, snap. No, I feel like there was like a brief window that it was. It was okay. brief. Oh, snap is different from snap, though. That's true. I don't know. That's That was a weird one. I'm not, we don't have to spend a lot of time lingering on it because, yes, Fulton has this line about you'll all be serving Miss Evans. And that's where we get this sort of line from Jason. Who's that? <laughs> yeah. And this is where we get into what I think is probably the notorious or infamous. If this scene was famous at all, it's this. It's this line where not only does Jason say, who's that? And everyone kind of rolls their eyes. Like, obviously, we're talking about Sharpay Evans right now. Yeah. I will even take I, I want to just real quick even Taylor like walked over to Chad as the attention gets turned to Jason and is like also obviously unhappy about this like Taylor girl you're not going to be dealing with Sharpay all that often you're going to be <laughs> dealing with Fulton which is a whole other bear but like <laughs> I, I wrote down because yeah there's that shot where Fulton walks towards Jason and then we when we rack focus to Taylor and Chad, like, do we have to address her as Miss Evans? Like, that's kind of a, a fun little moment. Yeah. The, the the directing overall is fun in this scene. Like, we're cutting back and forth to different characters. The camera work is good in stark comparison to what we get in the next minute, where all of a sudden the camera work becomes very weird. We'll get there. <laughs> but I think that helps because, like we said, this is a super dialogue heavy. If the camera work wasn't so sharp and spot on, this minute would be quite challenging, I would say, especially for a young viewer. Yeah. And it's not like reinventing the wheel right now. It's just it's keeping us in pace with whoever's talking at the right moment and also having reaction shots. So it's it's doing what it needs to do for the comedy. But it's not like it's not super innovative. No, not at all. But I think it's perfect. It's yeah. well suited. So Fulton and Jason do some improv. Yeah. I also <laughs> want to say when Jason says, who's that? We we catch a glimpse of the one and only Charles Klapow in the background. I wrote that down. I wrote background Klapow. <laughs> so and that's important because that's a big clue of what this scene is. <laughs> yes. So Fulton is saying you have to re refer to all the guests as Mr. or Miss. No, Mr. Mrs. Miss. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So no one's and a doctor he... here. No one's a Ms. <laughs> there are no divorcees in there this There are no country. rabbis either. Yeah. Fathers. Yeah, nothing. No, or colonels mustard. No lieutenants. Oh, I was I was going on a on a clue. On oh, a clue professor. Yeah, there's no professors. No reverends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, precisely. <laughs> so, what does Fulton say? Like, let's let's try it out, or let's yeah, let's do an example. And he puts a little <laughs> napkin over his arm, which is pretty cute. Like he gets into yeah. it, and he says, "Excuse me, Miss Evans, would you like a lemonade?" Which I hate. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Fulton and Miss Darbus are meant for each other? I wrote that down for next minute. So can we hold that discussion? Yes. So there, there is a thematic line connecting Fulton and Miss Darbus. But I'm just saying, like, do you think they're, they would be friends? Friends, potentially. Or they're so str they both have such strong personalities that they wouldn't. But I feel like Fulton loves theater. And so he probably, like, if he was friends with Miss Darvis, he, they would, like, talk about shows, and they'd have, like, a fun banter between them. 
like Fulton knows when like all the different actors were had like their different Broadway runs. He just like he has an encyclopedic knowledge of these things. That is definitely plausible if he's and like the fact that he's so supportive of the talent show and that's something he's genuinely excited about, even though it's like a Sharpay thing. He still enjoys like he embossed the flyers. Plus, he knows how to do improv. Is Fulton (laughs) secretly a theater kid? (laughs) I think just his mannerisms. I mean, he's playing like a funny actor role. Like, that's just part of it. But And that makes sense why he likes Kelsey so much. He sees himself (laughs) in Kelsey. But he doesn't like new music. So he doesn't like new Broadway. He likes old Broadway. So like Oklahoma. (laughs) But he, he hates cats. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> doesn't everyone He's not wrong <laughs> no the point is the punchline of the minute is that <laughs> jason says but wait i'm not miss evans i'm jason and everyone collectively groans and face palms <laughs> and this is the sort of thing I'm like is this like the famous like jason moment of this movie i don't know i don't recollect this being like a. Uh, thing online that like people took away the way some other <laughs> scenes have been taken away i don't understand what the characterization of jason is supposed to be honestly sometimes he's so sweet and like emotionally intelligent and then they is he a himbo no like <laughs> per- perhaps the, but the joke with jason in the first movie is that darbus is giving out detentions to everyone who talks then he raises his hand and he says how was your winter break miss darbus And it's like a funny diversion because he's either not picking up the social clues or exactly picking up the social clues and knows exactly what to say to move on. But it's not that he's stupid. Is he a class clown? And I I don't think it's, I don't know. Because Chad's like, Chad's like the class clown. But Chad's like the disruptive class clown. Jason's like the, the class clown that the teacher actually likes. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Jason, yeah, Jason, I can't pin in that way. Just because he does, and like when they were apologizing to Troy in the secret hiding spot from the for this like science club's <laughs> Jason garden, Jason got his one line. Yeah, he had like a nice lot. Like he apologized in a way that was actually good. Unlike yeah. Chad, <laughs> is Jason Chad's foil? Like, are they opposites? Yet, are they like the same side? Are they both sides <laughs> of the same coin? Perhaps. I yeah, I think if we if we could talk to the actor who plays Jason. What were your motivations in this scene? <laughs> what what was what was this character? What what were your thoughts behind him? How did you think that this was going? Cuz honestly, like Jason's pretty lovable in like a cronk kind of way. Okay. If that makes sense. Well, like, we're we're calling him a himbo, so yes. I don't know. I, w- I don't know if I'd call it. J- like, Jason is not inherently a himbo, but like, <laughs> he's got that kind of lovable, silly quality to him. Lovable cluelessness, but good intentions. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, everyone groans. It's kind of like... It, yeah, it's a lot. But also, I have another qualm with this whole like general conversation chondra's qualms oh i don't do stitches like you do so that's just gonna (laughs) linger there like that (laughs) but 
shouldn't they have gone over some of this stuff in like orientation? Like literally they are about to st- like Gabrielle has already had a shift on the pool. <laughs> like what? Yeah. This is like orientation stuff. Well, it's possible that, you know, when Fulton hired them, he's just said like, come on, it'll be easy. Like you honestly are just you just need to show up. We need bodies. And then now that they're there, they're like, it's like the it's that sort of like devious hiring trick of like, oh, yeah, you're going to do like a really easy job. Like you're going to like you're just going to answer phones and sit at the desk. And then you get there and you're like, actually, we need you to do these 9000 things. Sorry, we didn't tell you in your interview, but that's how we get new hires is we trick them into that sort of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. But there's something in the next minute. I want to pause this conversation because I think there's something in the next minute that even that is too much of a like there's too much credit being given in this <laughs> and i think probably what happened is fulton needed to say what he needed to say to get them hired but now sharpay is turning on the we- turning the wheels on him and so he just like doesn't know to be nice or mean and he's not a particularly mean person so he's giving very mixed signals and it's in a very dramatic almost darvis-esque way that like it's just rubbing the kids the wrong way because they interpret like they have this innate sense that they're like, oh, shoot, this is something else. Yeah, that's when Gabriella comes running in in her little like sweatshirt. Yeah, <laughs> over her, her over her lifeguard uniform, presumably. Mm-hmm. It smells delicious in here. What's for lunch? I'm starving. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, no, Gabriella, you're you're interrupting this kind of moment that's happening. Not a good kind of moment either. Yeah, the, like people could be aggressively like, cut it out, cut it out kind of thing to her <laughs> and like, shh, but they're not. Well, they, they are, but they're not doing it loudly enough. Yeah. She still just barges in. Yeah. And Fulton takes out his little um, pocket watch and says, ah, Miss Montez, you're 3.5 minutes early for your lunch break. Hopefully that's, no, that, no, one hope no one drowned. <laughs> yeah. And that's the question is like, this is how it works in my head. Gabriella's sitting on her lifeguard tower. The lifeguard for the next shift comes up and says, hey, Gabriella, you want to go take your lunch? Gabriella goes, sure. I mean, it's 1156, but you're, you're covering me? Yeah, I'm covering you. Okay, I'll go in a minute early then. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's how <laughs> I would see it too, because it's not like there's no lifeguard on. Like, they can't do that. Yeah. It's like and everyone so- out of the pool. <laughs> no pool time it's lunch time for the lifeguard like they clearly have more than one lifeguard well this is more at public pools but like you can do a thing where it's like okay the pool's closed for like half an hour like they do like they cycle out who can who's supposed to swim in what moments um and you can do like a pool cleaning thing what during a lunch thing so that you know you're you're hitting both requirements at once but presumably yeah just one of the other lifeguards maybe the javier or whatever went up there and actually borrowed the lifeguard floaties for a little bit. Yeah. I feel like we have come up with better solutions than, I mean, it could be running like a clock. Like they clearly know what they're doing in terms of running this country club. So for Fulton to, maybe Fulton's just trying to scare her. I mean, that, that is it. Yeah. (laughs) But, but yeah, it's it's making Fulton look, look like less on top of things than he should be, not more on top of yeah. things. Yeah. And so he he says, you know, if you if you're three infractions of any kind and you're fired, Ter- that or, sorry. means termination. Termination. I forgot that fancy word for for jobs. 
That doesn't mean that you get terminated like Schwarzenegger comes in and blows you up, but just means that you lose your job. Much less dramatic. There's like a difference in in the emotional scale of what's going on. Yeah. And I don't know if I wrote something down that I when I was rewatching it once more that Fulton is definitely harsher to everyone else. Like he says capiche with Gabriella in his face. But he's not at like he's still menacing towards Troy. But I wonder if he interpreted Sharpay's like get them out was everyone but Troy. So he like was like three infractions to Troy, but not like he turned his attention. He literally turned his back and (laughs) was like termination hand across the throat to the girls. Like, is he trying to be more menacing to everyone else? Or did he interpret Sharpay's like get rid of them as everyone, including Troy? Or is he still running off of like his initial her initial like, get Troy here kind of thing. I mean, if Troy gets three infractions, Fulton's not going to be like, nah, but you're fine. Do whatever you want, King. I don't know. Capiche. I looked it up to see what that origin is of that word. I feel you know? like it's Eastern European of sorts, but I don't know from where. Yeah, that was going to be my guess is that if it was borrowed from like Yiddish or something. But it's apparently it's informal Italian, pseudo Italian American slang. Huh. So, yeah, not really like an official thing. It's just kind of one of those random language things that happens. And I solely assume that if people are like, how did you assume that? Uh, we grew up with very Polish. One side of our family is very Polish. And I definitely like that was a thing. Yeah, I feel up, like so. my like second grade teacher said capiche a lot. <laughs> It's a good teacher word because you're often giving instructions and asking, do you understand? But capiche is taken on a different level than like a do you understand? Like, got it? Yeah. Well, it's It's menacing. In pure meaning, it means do do you understand? But in like in context wise, it means like, do you understand? And if you don't, I'm going to be frustrated with you. Do you understand, idiot? Yeah. But it can be used in a friendly way ish too. Yeah. Yeah. I can say it like that because I'm not a teacher. (laughs) Anyway. That's all I got. Yeah, Fulton's walking away, and then we're kind of seeing where the scene goes from there. Yeah, everyone's kind of standing in some shock. (laughs) Chop, 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 as it were. Hey, chop, chop, let's end up this episode real quick. Condor, how can people find us on the internet? People can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, email us what, what you think is going on with Jason. Please. Shed some light on this situation. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I've been Condra. And I have been Tyler. We'll see you next time for more of this stuff going on in the kitchen, apparently. Maybe Gabriella will eat lunch on her lunch break. Maybe not. But we'll have a good time and talk about it. You can bet on it.